Jesse started playing Dark Souls this week. Oh, nice. That's the... Uh, I, oh, you I, know this already because you were watching part of it, but... I do. I'm guessing this means we're, 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 we're beginning. For the, for the listeners at home, <laughs> that's the... Uh, I, th- this is the thing because I've been so busy with work and stuff this week, I barely even streamed. I had to like... Yeah. I had to play the actual game for the podcast on stream like last night because it was just like... I. I don't have time for stuff this week. Let me let me just say for all you dear listeners, be thankful he streamed it because Contra Hardcore, I suppose spoilers for the second half of the podcast is just... They read it's just the title, a, it's fine. Okay, because it's super rad. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fun stream for sure. Are you going to yeah, put it I've on YouTube? I've not really played much of anything this week. Yeah. So... Except um, for some sports titles. Well, we'll get to that in the next week or two. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I just I've I, I've there's not much that I've done this week. So the big item on my list is Jesse started playing Dark Souls, and and she's really been, she, she, likes it. And she was doing she's doing great, right? Didn't she do really well from what I saw? Like the the first the first. The, or not the first, the uh, the gargoyle bosses, right? Yes. That's that's kind of tripping up right now. But honestly, my understanding is that that's one of the hardest bosses in the game for most new players. It is. It's a very... The bell gargoyles are a very difficult boss for new players because it's one of the first ones that requires you to, like, keep an, like, keep an eye and Keep an eye on and manage two different things at the same time. And the relatively small battlefield yes that you can fall off of that you can roll right or be knocked off of Mm. can they walk off it no because they fly because they can fly yeah um the taurus demon from earlier which you also fight in a fairly narrow corridor you do yeah it's like a castle rampart type of thing like along the top of a wall Mm -hmm. um there is a, it's a bug and it's not supposed to work this way, but there is a, uh, <laughs> there is a trick where if you get him to jump in just a certain spot, he kind of lands on this slight, he kind of lands on this like crack in the wall and just kind of slowly slides <laughs> off no, to his death. No. And when I did my, uh, when I did my punch girl run in Dark Souls 1, um, I had, I had to go through the asylum, uh, asylum demon Tor- and Taurus demon, um, both without a weapon of any kind. Oh yeah, that's right. And so fun fact about dark souls is that unarmed damage doesn't scale at all. So you just do two damage every time you hit something. Oh. And that resulted in me having to. Like, my winning run against Asylum Demon was 20 minutes long of me just having to, like, dodge attacks and then hit him for, like, one and two damage in the butt. And it took just 20 minutes of basically almost perfect play. Nope. Because he has, like, a thousand hit points or something like that. I don't even know. It Probably more than that. 
Yeah, because no you're supposed to be hitting for like 50 damage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. So I had to do that. And then Taurus Demon is stronger and faster and harder to like do perfectly. Yeah. So I was like, oh boy, yeah, no, we're not doing this. This is this is miserable. So I just I just kept going and trying to bait out the uh the uh, the glitch kill. And I got him to just like jump over me and fall off the uh fall off the side of the wall. <laughs> that fight that would have been miserable to do just with one. I started damage. trying to do it legitimately and For it like gives you hours. the opportunity to do like the <laughs> plunging fall attack. Yeah. Which gives like a you know, gives you a decent chunk of uh bonus damage to start the fight. Um, and I did it and did like less than one pip of damage. And I was like, no, because it's supposed to do like 20 to 30 percent of the health bar. <laughs> and it did like like a one. like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. It did like one percent. And that's the strongest attack that I had. Oh, so I was like, yeah, OK, I'm we're, we're done here. Let's there's a there's an easier way to do this. OK, but it was, you know. It maintained the integrity of the punch run because I didn't use a weapon. And that's what's important. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me, too. Anyway, this isn't about me. Um, oh, right. Jesse has actually. So she was inspired to start because um, our our friend uh, K of TKM started a uh, started a little unofficial race impromptu challenge thing with uh with her friend ravy and they both stream and they both or have don't know anything about dark souls and we're just talked into like you know what let's just do it <laughs> for the new year we're just gonna jump into this and we're just gonna we're just gonna play dark souls and we're just you know not knowing anything about it we're just gonna go into it and you know all we know about this game is that it's really popular and people say it's hard yeah so they went in knowing that and nothing else and have just tried to, you know, learn their way through it. And <laughs> Jesse saw that and was like, hey, I, I'm doing this, too. I could do that. I think I could do this. And she's right. So yeah. she burned through the first two bosses and the and basically all of Undead Berg in like one stream. <laughs> Jeez. And... um. And we've streamed it. All right. So we've streamed it like one and a half times since then. Yeah. Um, But it literally gave her a migraine on Monday. So we've been a little bit. Uh, we had to take a few days off of that because we were like, OK, maybe streaming it three days in a row was too much. The Dark Souls migraine. She says it was the food, but the food was like the most it, like it didn't bother me at all. And it was like chicken and potatoes and a vegetable. Hey. If she if she wants to say it's the food, it's the food, okay? I mean, we don't know. It's a migraine. It there's different triggers and none of them make any sense. <laughs> but uh but yeah, she like it literally like she had to stop and she was getting really close on bell gargoyles. And I think the next time she picks it up, she'll probably just like bowl the, through them no the problem. The one attempt that I saw, she had like or one of the attempts that I saw, she she didn't she just about kill one of them? She killed one of them, but she like she killed one of them and it killed her at the same time. Yeah, but she can that's right. The that's thing right. is, she can handle one. She's got that no problem. The problem is handling both. Yeah, yeah. So once one is gone, it's, once it's she gonna gets be one down, easy easy mode. Yeah, well, maybe not easy mode, but 
I, I, I have Souls no mode. I have no doubt that once she's able to get one of them down, she will uh, she will have no problem with the other. Yeah. So that's cool. I think she would have gotten it, but her head was starting to bother her, and you know, you could see her starting to like lose focus here and there, and then we had to stop before she got there. But it's happening. That's cool. So she's, I mean, and and the thing is, even though she's had a, she's had a hard time with Bell Gargoyle, like you can kind of see, like it's it's the cool thing about Dark Souls, like when you're losing you can see growth. Yeah. You can see like, okay, you are like, you're still not getting this fight down, but as you like, as you do it and get better at this fight, you are learning skills that are transferable that will make you better at future fights. Yeah, for sure. So you're not just struggling on this. You are struggling against, like, the game's mechanics in general. <laughs> yeah, you're and basically just struggling Dark... It's just... That's just Dark Souls. Yeah. It is a struggle. Um, so, like, to me, I'm looking at... She's looking at it like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I am looking at it like, you are getting... You don't even realize it, but you are getting so much better at this game right now. <laughs> And it's, it's going to eventually pay off. And what usually happens is, like, I from what I've seen, when people play Dark Souls, they have that one boss that they get that stuck just, like, on for stumps a while. Them. And then they blow through the next, like, three, no problem. Mm-hmm. Because everything that they learn to beat that one boss is a skill that helps them through all the rest of them. And none of the rest of them, like, none of the rest of them, like, stick them as, as bad. So I, I feel like I don't want to like make any I don't want to make any huge predictions here, but I definitely feel like she is she's getting a lot better at the game and we'll probably see that kind of growth where like once she's once she's through this adversity, she'll know what to do on like for like the next several hours of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. And it'll feel good. It'll feel good for her because she'll you know, she'll know that she's doing better and it'll feel good for me because I'll be proud of her. Yeah. I'm honestly proud of her anyway, just for taking on the challenge in the first place. Yeah, I mean, hell, I don't, I don't want to play those games and yeah, like there's a lot a of people lot that of wouldn't people even be Like the, the big selling point of the game is that, Oh, this is really hard and punishing. And it's yeah. like, great. What a, what a amazing selling point. <laughs> like that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I have to admit, I am kind of enticed by Elden Ring just because I don't really want to play it. I just want to see the story of this one. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how they, how uh, Mr. Game of Thrones, if he yeah. adds anything to this, if it makes it interesting, or if it's just like, oh, okay, it's it's just you know. I more Dark Souls. Feel like I I wonder about if um. I wonder about like I, I've heard stuff that George R. R. Martin has done in the past. Yeah. Like collaborative stuff where he just kind of like phones it in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like he works on it, but it's clear his heart's not really in it, so he just kind of, you know, collects his paycheck and moves on. <laughs> I have heard that he has a propensity to do that sort of stuff. So I wonder if the, uh, you know, the story of this game is going to be similarly 
you know. Yeah, phoned in sort of. I, I, I get it. What I feel like is the most is the most likely outcome is that it is a it's a big, vast, interesting, um, interesting world that sort of does the J.J. Abrams thing where it's like it asks a lot of interesting questions and does not answer any of them in a satisfactory way. Literally, like just endless lens flare. Yeah. It just like it just endless, endless like, oh, wow, what's going on here? What is that? What's hap- What's going on? What's happening? And then just like, whatever, Runs here's a boss. cue credits. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I am someone who has typically not really engaged with Dark Souls lore in the first place. No, yeah, you don't you, you don't care about that much at all. And it's, I don't, I mean, I don't really either since I haven't played the games. I think this one, it's interesting that they're like having story trailers for the experience. And I yes. wonder... If that will if that will pan out. So I'm, I'm curious about it. The thing about Dark Souls and really any Souls like game um, is that the lore is interesting. The story of what's going on is interesting. If you are willing to do like dissertation research level, uh, you know, investigation on what the hell it all actually is. Mm. If yeah. you like if you go to all the trouble to read all of the materials that the stuff that the game puts in item descriptions because that's where the game's story is told is is on the descriptions of things you pick up over the course of the game. Yeah. If you're willing to do that legwork and read all of that and keep notes and put it all together because it's not like there's a compendium where this all comes together or, or anything. <laughs> if you're willing to go digging into all of it, it's actually a very cool, unique, interesting world with lore that is like lore and creatures and ideas that are entirely unique to its, uh, well, mostly unique to its, uh, to its own environment. Like, a lot of fantasy stuff just borrows from, like, just borrows from Tolkien and, you know, oh, sure. the elves and the dwarves and the orcs. And <laughs> this doesn't really draw off of any of that. Like, it's it's most obvious, inf- it's most obvious inspiration is Berserk. Yeah, that's but, what I heard. I, I mean, I, I actually... that, it's not, like, exactly the same. Okay. Um, it's It really is doing its own thing, and it's got its own its own lore and its own, its own way of, of handling stuff. And I think that's really interesting. I just, the game does not tell you a story. It prevents, it presents you with a series of game, a series of gameplay challenges, which I enjoy. And then gives you some supplementary reading materials. If you would like to learn more about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I wonder if is if they're going to change that aspect. Yeah, of Elden and I, I think that's probably Sekiro, which I like a lot and is oh, my yeah. favorite FromSoft game. Um, actually, does a better job of presenting you with an actual story that is told as a story. Oh, really? Than okay. Just like a series of action set pieces with like 
the occasional line of dialogue and an and an encyclopedia. <laughs> so it does it does a better job of like actually explaining what's going on, and it's still confusing. But like, I at least have a general idea of what's happening, of what the actual <laughs> of, goal of the, of the, of the character. Is. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and who the people are and what their motivations are. <laughs> when you were watching the, uh, you got to the end of Dark Souls 3 and it was like, it's the world ending event. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm just going right. to fight the, the last thing that's living in. And yeah, and look, this guy's here. It's like, I, you, I guess he's I'm from the to He's from him. that other game. <laughs> he, yeah, he's from the first game. He was this guy that you ran into he's... when you did this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, cool. yeah, that's, that's neat. <laughs> I probably remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I remember most about that fight will be the first or second time you beat it. You got him really low and you're like, I thought this was supposed to be hard. And then it was like five hours later. And you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Those phases really scale up. Yeah. Oh man. And teach me to like talk shit on dark souls. <laughs> it's like, Oh, yeah, but you're not even that hard. Oh no. Oh crap. <laughs> Phase two. He does half your life in a single, single arrow. Yep good times um so you might be you might be hearing some odd sounds in the background i have no control over this my my neighbor is doing something on their floor and i don't know what you may or may not hear I, i'm not sure i hear nothing okay good it's just for my my listening pleasure then <laughs> it sounds like they're i i, I want to say resurfacing the floor <laughs> it's an odd sound but yeah Elden Ring. I'm looking, I'm looking, uh, no worries about the sounds. I can't, uh, I can't hear anything, but also I am, I am looking through our, our mail oh. for, uh, for this week's, uh, Oh yeah. Hit me with it. I'm trying to find where we are. Cause I kind of skipped forward last week to do okay. the, uh, to do the like best games of, uh, 2021 that we played. And, and the lovely message about, um, about Lufia. Lufia yeah. Oh, that's right. There was a oh. there was actually a follow up to that message from really? Zach, um, and this was a this was a story that I uh, it's still about Lufia, and it's it's from the uh, it's from Zach about Lufia. I uh, I responded to him and and thanked him for for writing in, and um, and he responded to me and shared this story which I wanted to share with you specifically. Because I thought it would resonate specifically with you because of the way that you are about, like, how do I put this? <laughs> Friends with your stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, know, you talk about, like, you know, your friends just bringing their own controllers because... Yeah, because I was like, hey, you gotta wash really your hands. You're really hawkish about, like, do <laughs> not eat Doritos and then touch my controller. Yeah. So this will... Uh, this should cause significant cringe on your part. <laughs> All right, so here we go. If you'd like a funny story related to this, I have one. My brother and I bought the old SNES cartridge of Lufia at a clearance price at one of the now extinct video game stores. Years later, we allowed a friend to borrow it. What followed was why we developed such clear-cut agreements before lending out any game ever. We didn't know this at the time, but this friend was one of those people who would just yank cartridges out of the SNES instead of ejecting them. Oh. There's a button for it. Yeah, there is. There's, it's right there. Yep, it's right on the top of it. It says eject. 
and this friend just didn't do that and just grabbed the cartridge and ripped it from the oh my god it's got little it's got little things that hold it why <laughs> what a monster so of course it broke yeah and we expected him to replace it he tried to just give us what we paid for it at the clearance price <laughs> And we eventually had to get his parents involved because it was back in about 2000 or 2001. (sighs) And finding one. So finding one was already difficult and the price of the game was already starting to go up. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that scarred my that scarred my poor 13 year old heart. And after (laughs) that, we set the groundwork for clearing things beforehand on what is expecting when we lend out a game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that reminds- so when uh dragon quest eight the, the the ps2 one came out i yeah. was in college and i had the strategy guide for it and there was a person in the dorm that was friends with my buddy kyle and he was like oh can i borrow the game and the guy and i was like yeah sure i play it that sounds nice and i didn't think anything of it right mm-hmm. <laughs> the the he gave it back to me and he like I was out of the room when it happened, but I, I guess he said it in there and just ran out of the room. And Cal was like, what? And he picked it up and was like, oh, God, Tom's not going to be happy. And so I walked. When I got back, the game was fine. The case was fine. But the strategy guide was actually just tattered. Like, the whole binding was removed. I was like, what did this person do to the guide? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was basically like handing in or giving you the, the, the guide, but it was just you know, 300 loose pieces of, uh, of paper. Yeah, it's so always, weird. That always weirds me out because it's like, there, sometimes you see something that gets damaged and it's like, I don't actually know if I took this thing and tried to make it look like this. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what, like, okay, one page gets torn out. I, I, I would be annoyed still. Cause it's, you know, Sure. My stuff. Right. And, but if one page gets torn out or corners get bent or, you know, there's a little tear because you turn the page in a weird way, whatever. That that stuff happens. But <laughs> to remove the binding completely from an old from a book like that, like a strategy guide, is very difficult <laughs> because they're glued in and everything. It was such an insane I just was like, what did you dance on this? Like what happened? I want to know. But the person never came around again and then just like went right. home because it was the end of the year right. and I, we had no way of contacting him. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess that's, that's it. Luckily yeah. I've already beaten the game. So I don't really care that much, but it was just sort of like, it was the, it was just a very, um, question mark moment for me where it was, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what I'm so almost impressed. <laughs> How did you do this? <laughs> so I, don't have any stories of getting something damaged that I lent out. Most of my stories about lending out games just end with, and then I never got it back. <laughs> oh no. And there's a few of those. And sometimes it was, uh, sometimes it was like double-edged. Um, sometimes it was like, I'll lend you, you a didn't game give, and you lend yeah. me a game. And then we just never swap back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a friend in, uh, I had a friend in college that, um, we had a we had a class together and we were both big like JRPG fans. Sure. So I lent him Chrono Cross because he'd never played it. And he lent me Final Fantasy IX because I'd never played it. Mm, okay. And both both, both really good Cocoon. games. Jade Cocoon, really? Yeah. That is not a game I would want to play. 
but like at all again it was was, yeah exactly (laughs) no i just mean it's not one that hmm, i guess you know it was pretty cool it was i mean it kind of got into that whole just i I think there was a whole thing in the in the mid to late 90s where it's like sort of like monster breeding was yeah, just kind of getting to be a big thing. You had like Monster I, Rancher and yeah, Pokemon I don't know got big and Digimon there, and yeah, I don't I don't know if there is one game that really um, highlighted that kind of idea of capturing monsters and breeding monsters and at the t- I'm pretty sure it predates Pokemon. So I, I like and the first Pokemon didn't really have anything to do with breeding. No, it didn't. That's true. Or, so or creating. I like. I am going to say that Monster Rancher is probably the closest parallel. I think I don't. I'm pretty sure Pokemon came out in '96. That was '98, but I could be wrong. No, maybe in America. I don't know. Oh, that yeah, that could be. I don't know when Monster Rancher came out. Let's see. I know it's a PS1 game, so like debut '97, around so the same time. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like if anything, they would have come out close enough to around the same time that they were like just sort of independent ideas being developed in uh, like in tandem. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, that was just an era where that was a, you know, that was getting to be a popular thing. But I played it a little bit. I didn't play it a lot. I played all of Final Fantasy nine. I am. I'm trying to remember now because maybe Jade Cocoon, maybe I'm mixing the. There's, I know the name and I can kind of picture the box art, but I'm I'm trying to remember what the game is like to play. And now I'm having a, I'm I'm second guessing myself, so I don't I I really shouldn't My say. My memory of it was basically just, I mean, it was, it was kind of like a Shin Megami Tensei type of deal. Yeah. Where it's like you have your I, like, if I remember correctly, I feel like you had like your main person, like your your trainer or whatever. That could do stuff, and then yeah. you had, and then you would like raise monsters, and the monsters would fight alongside you. And okay. They'd all have elements and different powers. Yeah, that's and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. I I think there was a second one. I want to say also there is a second one. This I know. I that don't I know much play. about. I don't know much about Jade Cocoon because I didn't play it that much, and then it got caught up in like before I realized that I was just collecting games. There was a time <laughs> in my life. When I thought that trading games in was a good idea. Ah. So that got that in uh, uh, Baton Kaitos got. Oh, uh, yeah. Got caught up in my uh, let's trade games in. Era, which only lasted about six months, but I lost some good stuff in that six months. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> it was, it's that moment where you're like, "Oh, cool! I'm getting a dollar from GameStop." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was around the time that I was actually working at a game store. Ah, uh, okay. You got you got baited in by by your own. Uh, and, yeah, and I was working there, system. and I was like, "Oh, cool! I could get this." You know. Hmm. And like, I can I can get this, and I'll just trade this, this, and this to get it. And I got like a, you know, you get like a bonus and a discount. and <laughs> It seems like a good idea at the time. I will say that uh, doing that is what got me Odin Sphere and Persona 3. I mean, okay, the thing Both is, is if you don't... good games that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. I, I think everybody knows at this point that you're getting ripped off when you trade in 
a game at most in most stores much, like that, yeah. right? If you're selling them online, there's a chance you're doing the ripping off. But uh, I think it really boils down to: Do you care about having the collection or not? So it's it's yeah. if you don't care about the collection, then it's fine, right? Hey, at least you're getting something for this thing you're never going to play again. But if you enjoy having your games, then it's like, oh man, I'm getting ripped off twice in a way once because yep. it's, i'm not getting what it's worth and twice because i'm not having the enjoyment of seeing the thing that i now that i own right 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 so it, it's 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 kind of it's it's unique per person but i i would i when i first got into like i found out about ebay and stuff i sold some games and stuff and i was like oh hmm. i wish i didn't do that not because yep of the money but because it's like oh that's silly that game was kind of cool and i and i would just like to look at the box and and what did I do with the money that I made from it? Like I don't I don't think I did anything all that smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the only thing that I would ever do with it was like I would trade in the uh, I would trade in the games to get less games, <laughs> but new games, but less games. Yeah. And you yeah. know, grand scheme of things, not worth. Like, I wish I, those are games that I wish I still had on the shelf now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's funny piggybacking off of the getting game or lending games out and then not necessarily getting them back. The, the same time frame, the same, actually it was like the same day that I got the guide from that person and it was ripped up. Um, I was talking with Kyle, like, oh, hey, did you get the, 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 the DS games you lent to the, these other kids? And these other kids were kind of, I don't know, they're sort of punks. They they were they were not the the nicest of individuals, sure. and he's like, no, I never got it back. I was like, well, we have to go get it back. He's like, no, I don't care. I don't want to be confrontational. And I'm I'm on like a high from being annoyed that this that this other person returned my guys. I was like, oh, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> so I stomped on over to their room and was like, give me his games. I'm like, no, we're not gonna do. And I'm like, yeah, you are. You're gonna give them to me right now. And I don't know what it was, but they're like, oh, okay, sorry, dude. <laughs> They they handed me like the three games or so, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. Like, I got Kyle's games back. I feel better about this." Yeah, (laughs) that's a win. Yeah, that's what I said as a win overall. Technically, I still have my guide. I could use it, and Kyle has (laughs) Kyle has his games, so it all worked out in the end. (laughs) And I got to stick it to some to some to some grumpy punks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, that's good. Good story. Yeah, I don't know. So you haven't been? Oh wait, did we have any other mail, or did we even talk? I don't remember now. Oh no, you did. That was. What I, I, I read the. On. I read the mail about Lufia, which what got us talking about like lending games to people. Yeah, that's right. Um, I do also have a question. There are more oh, questions. Thanks. Let's, let's hear it. Thanks, Swaggles. The question um, man. Or gal. He him. I, okay. I asked specifically about pronouns, and it's it's actually on this. Uh, it's actually on this email. So. Oh, okay. He. Thanks. Thanks to him. Um, so would, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back to it because I'm trying to make sure that I am doing these in order that, they oh, no, don't worry in. about it. <laughs> Just to make sure we, we answered the question about the strangest game we'd recommend to someone, right? Yeah, I feel like we did, but I don't remember what I we, think talked, we both about. talked about Katamari. Yeah. Katamari was one. Um, so I don't think we've done the one after this. Not Seaman. Uh, pr- yeah, let's go for it. We will. Uh, I will. I will ask this, and we will. 
I like how you're you, leading up to you asking can just it. Tell me, you can just tell me if if it's something that we've talked about before because I don't remember <laughs> talking about it. Okay. Um. All right. So if you could choose a game property to get a fully developed Netflix animated series, what would nope. you like to see? <laughs> Assuming the show will actually be good. It will be well-written, acted, and animated. It will actually okay. be, like, it will be a good series. So the question is just, what what video game story do I want more of? Essentially, yeah. And he specifically mentions um, you can pick a game world rather than a specific story. So, like, if you want to pick a story that's, like, that sort of, like, fleshes out the background world of a game rather than one that just retells that game story that is valid sure um i'm gonna i'm gonna level with you here i don't i don't think i want that at all okay i'm glad you said that because i kind of feel exactly the same way like i think it's i i don't know if it's just not for me maybe uh i, I if i if i had to pick uh definitely would like mario with chris pratt that's what i want yeah i don't feel like watching that movie <laughs> i will watch it probably i mean i don't know i, I didn't okay. watch the sonic movie, i didn't see sonic yeah that's, and what I was that's supposedly say. all right but like who cares <laughs> hey, hey hey i'm not i'm not trashing it for the people that like it that's that's fine but yeah I when just... i say who cares i mean i don't care i don't know <laughs> yeah. it sounds it's yeah it's 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 a uh, the, the truth is, it's just not for me, honestly. Yeah. So they they announced there was like a Halo, I think, show coming out, There's and a they Halo showed show coming. They announced the... originally that they were doing a Halo show back at the like Xbox One reveal <laughs> back in like 2013 or whatever it was, and it's finally done. So so when I saw the reveal, there's a part of me that I don't care about Halo at all. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's neat. I, I'm sure there'll be people that are excited for it. But I, if I ever watch, I'll probably never ever watch it. I don't. It doesn't mean anything to me. If they were to make a game or a, a series like expertly animated, like you know the the best studio out there, it's it's got top dollar. It doesn't it doesn't fall into the trap of having. I don't know the the scenes that look out of place because it's like awkward CG, and even the best yeah, anime yeah, yeah. series still do that because it's mm -hmm. way cheaper. Um, I, I guess I'm going to fall back to my default one that I say, which is probably just Chrono Cross, because I like it. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's fine. It's and got honestly, pretty art. it's a cool world, and I think the, the animation would be really would be really pretty on that, because that's a really vivid you, you know what? environment. You, you know what might make it an interesting Netflix animated series? Or it doesn't have to be Netflix. I guess it's Netflix, whatever. Would, would Honest to God be Dark Souls? That might be an animated series where they someone takes you all know, of the it lore. Could be. Like that, yeah. They take all of the lore and turn it into a, like a thought out, yeah, story. It doesn't. They I, have I, to actually do some storytelling. I and I think it should be like a one time thing. Like I don't want it to go on to multiple series. Like just you know, like four episodes, and it's short and contained, and it just has all of the cool visual effects and like the neat like background the like the Castlevania and, was one. The Castlevania one was at first. It started yeah. out as like just a six episode thing. Ah, okay, I didn't know that. There's like three or four seasons of it now, but yeah, I think there's yeah. The first know, season was just like six or four or something like that. But yeah, if they, if they, I think Dark Souls might be a that would be one I'd be curious if. <laughs> but I would also be happy if there was just a a thirty minute lore video on YouTube, <laughs> which there are lots of, <laughs> which there's lots of, right? 
So I think at the end of the yeah, day, I think, I think actually like a game that doesn't so much tell the story of Dark Souls, but rather the backstory. Yes. Like all of the because it's so much of Dark Souls is about the story of Dark Souls is about sort of like picking up the pieces from like an age that's long past and and sort of um and sort of like seeing how it all getting fits together. something out of the you know the ruins of shit that's that's happened before you and and none of that worked out and you're just kind of trying to make the best of it and move forward yeah and like going through all of the history of like how did we get here yeah like honestly like a, a some sort of I mean, it's sort of a genre shift, but some kind of like action RPG more so that's more on the RPG side than the action side where it's talking about the background story to yeah, me yeah. I would enjoy or uh, even just like a short film where it's like, how did we get here? Like yeah. what what caused this? And then they could even do like a a background of some of the different creatures and stuff. I don't know. Like that to I me would be. I think that would be super cool and I would not watch it. <laughs> yeah that's that's that. and that's basically where i'm at with all of these it's like i can talk about this and be like hey that'd be cool but at the end of the day i won't watch it i won't watch any of the things we're going to discuss here and that's not because of them that's because of me you know how many netflix series i've watched in the last year mm, like two maybe one or two yeah incidentally i'm watching uh i'm watching shira right now oh i don't know what that is even so, you know, He-Man? Yes. Okay, so She-Ra is the, oh. is the female parallel to He-Man. And it was a thing in the 80s, but they did, a, they did a, uh, there's a reboot of it, an animated reboot of it on Netflix, and it's actually really good. Oh, that kind of remind, gives, the art style uh, reminds me of, vibes. Uh, yeah, and it reminds me a bit of the, maybe I'm mixing it up, but the, the reboot of the Carmen Sandiego. Oh, yeah, I forgot and, they did uh, that. Didn't they, they did a, what was they, they did Voltron, I think, too? Probably. I watched some of those. Not not all of them. That's cool. But yeah, I, I am actually watching and enjoying that right now. Uh, Jesse and I are watching it together. It's it's actually very good. It actually, like, it is it is on that, like, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender tier of, of, uh, of quality. Maybe like, I'm just not a good person to ask this question, too, because I've never watched Avatar, even. Oh. Like I, I, I watched the first episode. And I was like, yeah, I feel like this is for kids. And then I just stopped watching it. Not that oh, there's the anything first, wrong like, with that. Four or five episodes are absolutely like Nickelodeon kid schlock. Yeah, that's then. And, and I don't have a problem with that. It just felt like it wasn't something that I would be interested in. So you're saying I should watch like give it more time. It has uh, to it has okay. to get there. OK, because like the fir- the like the pilot episode, especially I think there's a bit where like. Ang ends up like covered in slime or something is like, oh, this is the most Nickelodeon shit ever. <laughs> it's like it's like snot from the Yeah, from the from the animal. The big the big float, the like flying soft thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's furry. It looks cuddly. I think they call him a sky buffalo or something like that. His name's Appa. Yeah, that's that sounds right. But uh yeah, like the first couple of episodes I had the exact same feeling. And the funny thing is I went through like kind of the same experience with um I kind of went through the same thing with Avatar that I'm now going through with Shira, where it's like mm-hmm. we were like, hey, I hear really good things about this. And so Jesse and I were like, you want to just start watching it and see what the fuss is about? And we did, and then we watched the first like episode or two, and we were like, that's all right. 
And then we like, and then we just didn't watch it for a while. And then we came back and we were like, you want to give it another shot? And we watched a few more episodes. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's cool. And still, like and it like still wasn't quite there. And then we'd come back and just like, you know, it's like, it's good enough to keep watching. I don't see why everyone is like fussing over it. Like sure. making it such a big deal about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we just watched 10 episodes in a day. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're in now. All right, we just watched the whole season. Okay, now I can't wait to watch more of it. <laughs> That's and cool. The the thing with Shira has been almost exactly the same, where it's like we watched an episode or two, and it's like, ah, eh, all right, sure. Um, and then you know we have progressively watched a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more in each in each watching session, and then like this week we've watched like a dozen episodes. <laughs> And we were like six episodes away from finishing it. And Jesse's like, when are we going to watch more? When, when are we going to watch more Shira? Yeah. Shira and Dark Souls, please. <laughs> so th- that's the caveat to talking about any like Netflix series adaptations is like, I think these would be cool, but I will not watch them. Yeah, I, like, and, and realistically, maybe... like I hear the Castlevania things real cool. I watched a little bit of that and then dropped off of it. I'm not watching The Witcher. I'm not watching Arcane. Yeah, um, I'm not I, watching. I, oh, I did watch the the Dota anime just because I play a lot of Dota, but that 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 is not a good anime. Um, this I ugh. didn't realize there was one. There you go. So I watched that only because I've spent so many hours playing Dota and I watched it while doing other stuff. So I honestly don't think I so really, you didn't even really watch it. it so much as you just had it on. And I looked up when there was like a lot of yelling to see if anything interesting <laughs> was happening. Man, I totally get that because I watch so, YouTube like that sometimes. Yeah, so I didn't really watch it, but it was on and I would probably throw like if there was a Metroid show or like, you know, there was there was a new Metroid show on Netflix. I would totally watch it but i don't know if i'd watch it yeah <laughs> and that's probably where i'm at with a lot of this this yep. idea also because it's in, it's an impractical it's an impossible question in a way right because no they're never going to get like a hunt here's here's a hundred million dollars to make this totally excellent right and uh, you kind of have series. to you kind of have to go on the assumption of like yeah no they're going to do it justice though and it's like will they yeah we, right, exactly are you sure <laughs> I mean, like, supposedly, I had, like, Arcane is actually really good, but Riot The animation in that looks great. Riot also has infinity dollars. Well, and Riot, unlike Valve, is happy to put their face in front of their properties, as opposed to being like, whoa, hands off the keyboard, it's up to you guys to sort this out. Yeah. So that's, the the I'm curious about that show, and I was thinking about watching it, and then, I, I don't know, I just didn't. <laughs> Everybody in the world was talking about it for about two weeks, and now we're the you know the news cycle has passed it, and we're on to something else now. <laughs> I actually didn't know it was being talked. Is is it? Were a lot of people talk? I'm really out. Of oh the yeah, it was. It was. It, it was stuff. very. It was very popular. Ah, okay. Very, I think it was. I think it was like one of the top shows on Netflix for a while. Oh, holy cow! Um, or if not like if not like the top one, like top five or top ten or so. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was as exciting as that, um, I, the, the, the live action series that they made an anime about later, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw some screen grab of, um. That just makes me sad now. 
Like, and, like I'm not happy that it got canceled and I'm not happy that we watched Jesse and I watched like four or five episodes of it and just don't, we didn't hate it. We weren't like, this is bad or terrible. We yeah. just watched them and just don't have any interest in watching the rest of them. Uh, to me, it falls squarely in what I was saying earlier where it's like, oh, that's, that's cool, but I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's I, like, I watched I don't it out it. of morbid mm. curiosity and just, yeah, you know, I, I just, I guess people were upset because the screen grab of the final episode was Ed and it was weird or something. I don't know. Or it was like an introduction to Ed. And yeah, I, I actually watched a clip of uh, Ed's like sort of introductory scene. Yeah. And here's the thing. The the actor who plays Ed does everything they can trying to bring that character to life. It's not yeah. their fault. That kind of weirdness does not translate to live action. That, that So that's that is the hardest part for me when thinking about anything live action that was not live action to begin with, is that especially when it comes to anime or video games and but especially anime is most heck. It doesn't even translate well sometimes when you're doing like you can have world class English voice actors trying mm -hmm. to do the the type of character that works well in Japanese. And you're just thinking, God, this is hard to watch because yeah. it just feels wrong. It doesn't yeah, fit yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the cadence of the way we speak or how sentences flow together. And, and so, so when you get it to live action and then you have to deal with people's movements and things too, it's yep. like, Oh, yep. that's even weirder. Cause you can't do that. You can't have like the surrealness of animation where right, right. it you makes sense in an animated Ed, world. Like bending over backwards like doing this whole like C bend over over her head and typing on the keyboard with her toes over top of her head. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that doesn't nope. that's not a thing you can do. Humans humans can't really do that. <laughs> so, so like Ed's weird like rolling and sliding around on the ground and jumping from, you know, jumping from wall to wall like that just it just doesn't work. Yeah. And like you know, they got a they got a non-binary actor to play Ed, which I thought was really cool because you know oh, that's that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and I was like, hey, that's great. And they really do everything they can to make that character something that works in live action, and that character does not work in live action. Yeah, and that's that's the fault. It's not that it's I, I without even having watched it, I don't think the fault is, and even even the one that I, I watched. Uh, 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 Death Note, mm, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean that was bad in live action, and but it was almost not the fault. Well, it's partially the fault of the writing for sure, but it, sure. a lot of it just comes down to this: t this doesn't translate well to live yeah. action. Stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, like animation and live action are different mediums. I, I feel that way. Just in the same way that like video games and movies are different yeah. mediums. You cannot just do the same thing in both places and expect it to translate. It's not going to hit the same. I, I think it's important to state that this is, we are clearly wrong because Disney is doing <laughs> that for every single one of their movies. <laughs> like, like there's, there's no doubt about it. We are, we are in the minority here because Disney has decided that they're recasting every single animated every film into live action. Every single animated film gets a live action. So, and they're all they're all making incredible bank except for Mulan because it was bad and it came out during the pandemic. And they yeah. charged $30 for, to watch it on Disney+. Plus. 
Yeah. So so it's I understand that there is a <laughs> there is a lot of data against what I'm saying, but I it's you know what I'm okay. It's just it's just not for me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of feel the same way. Um, you know what you might actually watch What's a that? live action adaptation of what Contra Hardcore. I would watch if they man just make Contra Hardcore into a, a movie. And just make it the dumbest movie you've ever seen. The like, dumbest <laughs> 80s nonsense imaginable. Shot for shot remake of all of the, <laughs> of, of the best playthrough of, of Contra Hardcore with the bosses that aren't supposed to be in that playthrough there. Just just the video yes. game with live action. Sure, I'd, I would absolutely watch that. <laughs> Who would play Dead Eye Joe? I don't, I don't know. I don't have a clue. What like, if... it'd have to be like a Bruce Willis or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, actually, it would. <laughs> you know, this is a this is one of those instances where I don't don't make it live action. Make it an anime. If you're going to make make it. That's what I want to answer his question. To answer Swaggle's question. I want Contra Hardcore as the most badass, highest budgeted uh, Netflix animated series. That's that's. I don't the story's irrelevant, none of it matters. Just give me that mouthwatering like action where the, where you know you know you know the you know the mm-hmm. scenes in One Punch Man where they really yes. amp up the 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 arts and you're just like the one oh, I always God. think about is the is the one where he's having like the I think it's like the second episode and he's having like a dream sequence about <laughs> yeah. this big epic battle against all these dudes who keep popping out of the ground. Yeah, yes, yes. Yep. And it's like it's the it is still stands out as like one of the most jaw-droppingly brilliant like action sequences I've ever seen animated. That that take that studio, give them way too much money and have them make Contra Hardcore the 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 film. It doesn't need to be a series actually, just a film. Yeah. <laughs> would, yeah, it could work as a film. That would be oh my god cuz <laughs> Yeah, that would be a good time. So anyway, dude. Yo. <laughs> this I'm going to I will I'm Hmm. This might be the game that we look back on later this year, and I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite game this year. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to top. Last year, or last year, last week, I said that. It's a long um, week. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> last week, I said that Shinobi Three might be like the best game that I played on the Genesis. Oh, I forgot. I literally forgot about Shinobi Three. <laughs> Yeah, that game was great. Like, last week I was pretty sure that I was going to say Shinobi 3 was the best game I played on the Genesis. Yeah. And one week later, it has competition. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, Contra Hardcore is so good. It's 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 weird. This was a really awesome uh, game to play for me. because So I had it as a kid, and I remember playing it as a kid, and I got to, like... Um, uh, lawnmower man, the dude that brings you into the the computer the virtual world. world, the virtual world man, and I never got past that part. Um, That's a tough boss. Yeah, and 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 like I said before, where I would play the game, I I die, and then I just do something else, and so I I never got good enough where I could learn his patterns because uh, took a long time to to yeah. beat, I guess. Or I was trying out different characters because I'd, I'd never had a main. I played brownie the most, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so so to actually play through this game being able to use save states and you know i gotta say 
that doesn't even feel like cheating this time if you save state at the start of a level because the Japanese version of this game had unlimited continues of and you could take three hits. What? You had three pips of damage. Oh, that's wild. So, like, the, the game is so, it's so much more fair, which is also yeah. why the, it's also why the game's insanely unbalanced. Like, this is, this game is, it's, it's, it's freaking hard. If I can say this game one more time in quick succession, the yeah. Contra Hardcore is unbelievably <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> it is, it is insanely unbalanced. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just in the way that, like, like, between the different characters, the characters are not balanced with each other. The, no. The, like, the... The weapons are not balanced with the stages. The bosses are not balanced. Like nothing is balanced. There is a there's a mid boss in stage four that has more health than I think anything else in the entire game. <laughs> yeah, the, no balance. <laughs> oh my god, the animations are such a treat in in this game because like the robots do their little jiggly arm dances. Like they all of all do it. <laughs> it's so much fun. They oh all do like jiggly arm and leg things. <laughs> it's amazing. It always reminds me of Rocket Knight Adventure, which is something that we should play for the podcast also because that game's Ooh. incredible. I've never played it, so yeah, that sounds fun. It's it's one of those like really good cult classics. Yeah, I, I know what it is, but I've never actually played it myself. That was one of the games that I played back in uh, 2017 for my it was like your, my your... first year of streaming, and it was yeah. like I'm gonna play one game that's like something I've heard of but never played before. And Rocket Knight was, I don't know, August or something. You threw it into a randomizer too a, a few months back. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, that game's fantastic, um, and definitely worth looking at. But like, but, no one talks about it. But 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 seriously, to to if if you go and play Contra Hardcore right now and you save state at the start of every level, you're actually not cheating. It was just you're something they. You're having the original developer intended experience. You can even give yourself two rewinds because you were supposed to have three health. So if you rewind twice in a stage, it's not even like cheating. I suppose it kind of is because you don't lose your gun, but whatever. Um, this 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 game has the best bosses I've ever seen in a Contra game and in, in, in most two D action games like this. They're just so. This is this this is almost the, like so a like Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> Contra, Contra game. bosses are never like to me. Contra bosses are never the fun of the game. No. Contra and, bosses are like they all just follow a they all they there's the wall slash door boss. Mm -hmm. You know? There is the ship boss. <laughs> the rocket. There is the there is the face and hands boss. <laughs> this game has like four face and hands bosses. It does. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but, it's it, this is like boss rush contra game. It's totally this nuts. This one also has a robot trying to suplex the train that you're on. <laughs> oh my god, that robot's so mad, and the train's like not having it anymore. <laughs> the train doesn't give a damn. <laughs> it doesn't even slow down. <laughs> it tries to do the whole Raiden or like Spider-Man stopping the the train or the yeah, you know the giant does. ship, and the, 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 the train's like, nope, we're, we we there ain't no getting off of this train robot. And there's so <laughs> insanely many frames of animation on that it is wild. <laughs> it looks so cool. <laughs> I I I loved playing this game and finally beating it. It was so it was so so much fun. And and when when uh. I accidentally had found that secret exit to stage 
three, is it? I the think one it's with stage three, yeah. And that was what sealed the deal for me, where I was like, Dean, you you have to you have to play this game. This secret exit where you fight uh some sort of weird amalgamation of um Belmont and a Japanese singer <laughs> in an arena boss rush listening to and in a ridiculous rendition of vampire killer mm-hmm. like what what more do you need to know also they get sucked through time when you beat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure why not <laughs> that that's like it's like that ending specifically is like oh wow <laughs> Was Duke Nukem out at this point? Because this feels extremely Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like that—that that feels like what we're doing here. It just—it was so. It's so. I—I I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, it I can't does think not of slow down for a second. <laughs> yeah, the game never puts the brakes on. And not I mean once. that is a very—that's very contra. Like that is very good contra. contra games. That's true. That's start, true. Like they start out hot and they get hotter. But for, okay, so I played Contra. Th- I didn't own Contra Three: Alien Wars on SNES. I didn't I a- either. Actually, Contra for me was like I pl- like original Contra, and actually Super C is the one that I had played the most for the longest time. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Um, but they're both NES games, so yeah, I never yeah. played three, and I did play four when it came out, which is also incredible yeah yep uh so i i played three at a friend's house and we you know i would go over there and we'd play it every time we actually ended up beating three and what i remember about three are the levels and and i was like oh these the levels are kind of interesting like that's sort of what was fun to me about the contra was going through the levels the bosses i didn't care so much about and when i had hardcore as a uh, a kid which i thought it was hard corpse um yep and understandable but then, and my dad was like, no, you say it like this. Like, oh, cool. That's neat. I didn't know. Words. And you're like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know why, but I always just f- pictured it as the inferior Contra game. And I never gave it too much outside of the, the fun opening stage and the couple yeah, sure. of bosses that I would get through. And that was about all I did with it. I don't know why it always sat in my memory as the the weaker of the two. And Probably because Genesis and and control and console bias. Yeah, it must have been. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, but the weird thing is, I also had kind of an experience with that. Mm. Um, so I actually tried to play Contra Hardcore um, years ago, and I played through like the first stage. Was like, I don't like this very much. <laughs> like, I don't like. I don't think this is. I don't think this is very good. Yeah, I think this is a bad contra game. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, that was that was your take when when I when I suggested I that. Sorry, go ahead. I I don't know why why it is that I thought that specifically, but I think that the reason why I came into it with that um with that perspective perspective I guess is because the reason that I heard about hardcore on the Genesis at all is because of the Xbox Live Arcade game, Hardcore <laughs> Uprising, from Arc System Works, which is probably the best the, Contra game ever made. Just Yeah, I was going to say that, that. You you have waxed poetic about that one to me uh, before. Um, and 
But I, that I, is a that is an Arxis game. That is Arxis doing Contra. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so much in that game that is like you got double and triple jumps and air dashes and I mean it's Arxis. And, you know, I think there's a parry function, I think. There's all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> is there seriously? There's something like that. There's some Holy kind of crap. like there's some kind of like advanced defensive maneuvering. It's been a long time since I played it, but it has a lot of stuff to it. Is that available anywhere other than like a 360? I don't know. I'd like to find out. I would like to play Contra. I think you can get it on the Xbox One. Because, you know, they like some of the games on the on the store have been uh, some of the games on the store have been like sort of ported. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, so I actually don't know much get about it on it. Xbox One. OK. I'm, but I'm, trying I'm not to look now. sure. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Oh, it's on PS3, really? Yeah, it was on both. Oh, maybe I can just buy it on PS3. You can still technically buy stuff, I think, on the store. You have to do some weird thing where you like select a button that doesn't exist or something like that anyways anyway, but yes so yeah. this this was your introduction to the so, the the hardcore yeah. hardcore the, uprising uh, is a game made by the guilty gear team yeah and it feels like it like the movement feels like guilty gear <laughs> which is to so say smooth. fast fast and smooth fast and smooth and like practically unlimited Mm-hmm. And my brain years ago thought that this was in some way a like a spiritual successor to the types of things that I could expect to see in the original Contra Hardcore on the Genesis. Uh, and lo and behold, it's a Contra game. Yeah. It's just a Contra game. It's not some wild like air dashing move. Like I, I literally think I played the game initially. and was like, there's no air dash, so I don't care. <laughs> I was like really into that game and really enjoying that game and then like having to adjust is like no no I don't, I don't yeah I understand that and especially if you play them close to basically each other. back to back yeah so going into one and expecting the other and not getting it was like yeah that not, would, I could see that didn't being feel rough. good so I'm glad that I came I'm glad that I was able to come back to it and just let it be a contra game and let it be its own thing cuz holy crap. <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's... I really really like Contra 3: The Alien Wars. Me too. Nintendo, but yeah. I think this is the better game. I, yeah, I I need to play Alien Wars again, but I I can't imagine it's going to be able to top the feeling similar. of this game. But the but the the, the feeling of hardcore is I don't know. I I, I, I literally booted Alien up the game. Wars goes as hard. No, I don't think it does at all. I I, I booted this game up to play before we did the podcast because like I want to I want to play some more. Like it, it, I just I could that's not pretty, get enough. That's pretty high praise in and of itself because that doesn't happen very often. No. Yeah. And it's, it's, I had I had kind of a similar thing where like I finished the game and was ready to be done streaming because I'm I've been busy this week and I've got stuff to do. So yeah, I'm you're like, sleepy. I'm gonna do this real quick. And then I'm going to probably go work for another two hours and then try to maybe get some sleep. Yeah. And I finished the game and was like, let's play a little more. Let's do some of the other stages. Let, <laughs> yeah. let me show you the first stage again. Let me show off some some of the other characters. Let's, I mean, let's see what happens if we go this other way. Let's look at this boss. I, like, I, I was just looking for reasons <laughs> to play more. Like, like, so this game has a choice system. And there's, there's technically three choices, but really only 
two in a way. So then it diverges you on separate paths. So it was, I was really glad that you ended up, because remember doing your stream, I was like, oh, you've picked the wrong choice. And then you're like, did I really? And I was like, oh, no, I'm just kidding, because I felt bad. I didn't want to like ruin your your experience of it, because yeah. the other route is fine, but it's not it's not nearly as, you, I'm, I'm really glad you switched, because going down the quote unquote best route, uh, you get to see all of the wild bosses, because that's like the the... <laughs> the boss where where it took two random enemies and fused them together. I love that boss so much. It's so weird. <laughs> that one is weird and easy. Yeah, it's so cool. And then like I love that the the final version of it comes out of the the I don't know what it is like the the door that combined them and eats the scientist. <laughs> it straight up is like if you ever play, you probably didn't, but somebody did. <laughs> Anyone who ever played uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner, Summoner uh, Raido Kuzunoha versus the Soulless Army, I it's own like it. the longest game title ever. <laughs> um, it's the uh, it, it's the it's the SMT game on the PlayStation Two where you play as like the old like nineteen hundreds era samurai with the cap. Yep. Oh yeah. Not really a samurai, know. but he has a sword. It's, yeah. And and the collector's Same edition energy. of the second one came with a stuffed animal. Yeah, I remember that. I had that pre-ordered and then canceled it, and I wish I had it now because you know I didn't have it pre-ordered, but rare. I, I I saw it in a store like a oh god media play when they're going out of business or mm. they're being bought out by Best Buy or whatever happened. I don't know, and I want to say it was there on a shelf for like six bucks. I was like, oh cool, that's neat. That I I, I like that stuffed animal. I like RPGs, so I I got it, and then nice. That's that's that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I might borrow from you at some point. Cause, Absolutely. Although I, you know, I never finished the first, so I probably won't actually. <laughs> I, I have way too many PS2 RPGs that we'll both never get through. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the nature of it. But anyway, the 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 demon fusion summoning system like that is kind of the same as that boss, where okay. it is literally like you take your two demons and you put them in like a like a sort of Faraday cage type of type of deal like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they and then they start getting electrified and then they fuse into the they fuse <laughs> into the one in the middle. <laughs> oh man. And it, it's exactly the same deal. And it's just as dumb as you think it is. There's even a mistake in the middle where, where like a tiny little one pops out. And you're yeah, like, oh god, like it was little, so cute. It's just like it looks like one of the, it looks like something from like Paper Mario. One of those little dudes <laughs> yeah. with the the little bald totally dude with the face and the flower on his head. Yep, yep. And he actually kind of looks friendly, and he just explodes immediately. <laughs> I'm trying to. I think doesn't that one spit out a power up? He probably does if you leave him alone. I don't I know. Think I think if him you too fast. I think if you don't kill him, he spits out a power up. It. He died so quickly that I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have killed him. I bet that was actually going to be helpful. <laughs> yes, but I didn't I didn't go back and uh, I didn't go back and find out. I feel like that happened when I was playing through it, but I, I could be misremembering. I don't know. There this game actually does. So design wise, it's actually really good. Um, yeah. yeah no, it's four. not just like it's not just spectacle, although there is a lot of spectacle. Um, yeah. There is a there's a ton of stuff in the mechanics of it that just make it really good. The yeah, do you want to run through the? I was gonna say, do you want to run through the 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 various buttons that kind of differentiate it from, uh, or in your mind, kind of put it into a, this unique position in the contra? Yeah. So things. having a slide with iframes is incredible. 
Yeah, because yeah. it allows the game to put you into situations where you need it, which means that it's able to throw more shit at you yes. and expect you to deal with it because it gives you more tools to deal with it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, in a way, it is sort of a precursor to that Arxis idea, right? Where you have bit, more yeah. mobility in things and mm -hmm. you can do more stuff, but they just didn't have the the ideas or the technology or the, the ability to, to, to go all out yet. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely there. It's definitely like it's definitely in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, so the slide is really good. I am still still blown away by the fact that this game has four different characters sporting four different weapon types each. Yeah, it's it's so much, and that they're all completely different from one another. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. It's not only is it four separate weapon types. It's it's four unique weapons across all four characters. I, there are a few that are kind of similar. Like everyone, everyone has at least one that's homing. True. But except for, they're except all, for Fang. Oh, does he not have one? So Fang, yeah, Fang's the weird I played one. him the least, so. So yeah, you. so Fang has like, I, I don't know, I guess it's like the Vulcan cannon on his arm where it just sprays the screen with giant circles and their bullets or something. He has the power punch, which is extremely close range, but you didn't get to see this one, I don't think. Uh, but it's like a he he makes a punch animation, then out of his fist just comes a giant explosion that you can't aim up or down. It's just left and right, but it's just punching. And then he has the flamethrower, and then he has the psychic blaster, which is the one that you have to tap, uh, and it mm. shoots like a little a little ball of energy. But if you hold and charge it, it becomes like a you know a Mega Man esque Mega oh, okay, Buster yeah. move that does a ton of damage. Gotcha. But yeah, sorry. The the other three have homing attacks. So even then, like, not even, not even everyone has a, uh, not even everyone has, like, one of the same, like, I was thinking for a minute, it's like, I bet everyone probably has, like, a similar version of everything. Everyone's sure. got a thing that shoots straight ahead really rapidly and does a lot of damage. Everyone's probably got a homing attack. Everyone's probably got some sort of, um, sort of defensive-minded one, like Brownie's, like, shield thing. Yeah. Or something that like surrounds you or something like that. But no, they're even then they're still actually unique. <laughs> yeah. It's like really cool. that normally you play a Contra game, it's like, alright, you got machine gun and spread and laser and flamethrower. And the and maybe homing missiles and maybe homing missiles, that. maybe the maybe the crush missiles. Yeah, the crush missiles, yeah. Um But, you know, generally that's it. Like, and it doesn't really like the character that you take usually doesn't really matter that much. Maybe they move slightly differently. I know in Contra 4, they're mostly the same, but they have, um, the characters have, like, slightly different firing angles. Okay. Where, like, some of the characters shoot at, like, a straight 45 degree angle, and some of them shoot at, like, 30 or 60. You know, like, 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 if you do, uh, like, diagonal. Sure, yeah. You know, so there's, like, slight differences there. Um... Or, for instance, the, um, I know there is one, and this may have also been Contra 4, because I played that quite a bit on the DS when it came out. It's one <laughs> of the only action games that I've ever played, like, a significant amount of on a handheld, because I, I, I was actually going to ask you that. I was going to ask you if how that was, because you've said in the past you don't like playing action games much on handhelds. It works. I Like, would I have rather played it on a static screen? Yes, but. Mm, okay. But it's a good enough game where, like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Sure. Um, 
Same with the same with the DS Castlevania games. Honestly, oh God, I, I love those games. I think uh, I played Portrait of Ruin first and then moved on and played uh, Dawn of Sorrow and Order of Ecclesia. And they're they're all really good. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Contra 4 also has a weird thing where the um, when you shoot straight up, some of the characters shoot like directly above their head. Mm-hmm. So it's just like straight, like basically like if you were, if you were cutting, like if you were cutting down the middle, it'd be like straight. It would be like straight in the middle of where the head is. Okay. Yeah. The, so the bullets like go straight up from wherever, from like the middle of your sprite. But then there are some characters who actually do like the sort of like elbow. It's hard to describe an audio. Oh, yeah, where it's like, kind of like put above, like it's not directly above their head. Yeah, the, there, the it's, of it's their the head. difference between yeah. stretching your arm directly above your head and, and bending your elbow at a 90 degree angle. Sure. Yeah, I get that. And and shooting up and it's and so it ends up being like slightly to the left or right of the center of your character based on mm-hmm. which way you're facing. And for certain bosses, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's the difference between like your hitbox is in a certain place. Yep. And you're and, not being you know, hit, like, but you can still do damage or not. Or you're yes. not being hit, but you now can't do damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like those are the biggest differences in Contra 4 between characters is basically firing angles. That's about it. Not this here, man. game... We having like completely different move sets for every character is completely off the rails to me. I cannot believe it. And and even beyond that is is Fang is tall. He's like taller than the rest. Oh yeah, different size hitboxes. Yeah, Brownie is this little tiny robot that has a freaking double jump jump and a hover. <laughs> like what? It's, it's not so much a hover as it is a slow fall. But yes. Yeah, oh, I guess true, 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 true. Because you yeah. can't really like maintain your height, you just no, fall you can't, slower. You yes, yeah, but you yeah, still, slower. that's it's, <laughs> it's still wild. <laughs> Brownie's more or less cheating in a contra game. If if it was the Japanese version where you could take three hits or two hits or whatever because you have three hits of life and and limited continues, Brownie would have been. Uh, you I feel been like able to I feel like there the should game. have been like a trade off where like Brownie is a character where it's like. He's got all these great weapons, and he's smaller and has a double jump, but he only takes two hits or one hit. <laughs> yeah, the, and his yeah his weapons are nuts. <laughs> so 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 the the dude and the girl Ray and Sheena, Sheena, yeah. Um, so they have they have more or less fairly standard weapons. Yeah, I Ray say... actually has like classic spread shot. Yeah, and Andy he's got the homing missile spread shot, the crash mm-hmm. missiles, and then just like, uh. A laser laser or something like that. Sheena is a little more interesting with her multicolored ball gun. Her Well, her... I mean, it's ultimately just like it, it's basically just advanced machine gun. Yeah. And then she's got the arcing um, crash missile, I guess. Yeah. Like the the like sort of grenade launcher thing. Then the laser. Is that it, it, is, it is like the arc of a grenade launcher. It kind of goes out straight and, and like yeah. slowly falls, which yeah. is actually really useful in some cases. There and are some really this... hard to deal with in some others. Yeah, I was going to say it, it was for the train boss. It was great. Yeah, he's sitting in front of the train. You can just kind of because he's like slightly below. Yeah. Uh, then there's the laser that pierces, which is cool for big bosses because it hits more than once. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, and then there's the, I don't know what it is, like a multi-shot laser that <laughs> also homes in. <laughs> that thing's nuts. That thing is crazy and was my, and ended up being my favorite weapon in the whole game. 
until later when you realize it actually doesn't do very much damage. Yeah, it's it's just it's kind of nice for um early on and then once you, well especially because i think that it's one good boss, for traversing stages because you don't need to do that much damage you just need to hit stuff in the stage and it's good for bosses that are too chaotic to aim yeah if, you, if you're just focusing on getting away from the boss and you want to just like move around the stage while still while holding down the firing button and know that you're still doing essentially damage over time yeah perfect yep perfect for that but and, and then you get Brownie, the 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 total weird character where so his machine gun upgrade is like it shoots, I don't know, arrows <laughs> like V's and yeah, it t- like it, like Chirons or whatever. <laughs> like it, it it's it's slow to change directionally, like it's faster to stop shooting, change your character and then shoot again, because if you try to just yes, change, it does like a weird arcing thing like in a 360. It's it's like a fire hose. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it feels like a fire hose. Yeah. Uh, then, then he has the, I don't know. They're like spiky balls that he shoots out, and they come back like a boomerang. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one's weird. He has a he has a he has a yo yo. <laughs> yep, he sure <laughs> that, does. That homes in and pierces, and it does absurd amounts of damage to bosses. Yes, uh, it does. It because it just sits on top of them. <laughs> yeah, it just does like damage per second or yes. damage per frame or whatever. It's pretty nuts. And then it has the uh, a shield, or he has a shield, or it has a shield, I don't know, um, where it makes, like, you press the attack button, it makes six or so orbs start rotating around Yeah, I believe you. it's six. Uh, and if you hit an enemy with it, it'll do damage, or you can just press the button again, and all six of them will home in on whatever's around you. Yep. It's Which also pretty... does really decent damage. Yeah, yeah, Brownie is like the... It's if if you're playing this game for the first time, I recommend playing as Brownie just for a bit because it's fun. Or maybe don't because then you're not going to know how to do anything else with the other characters. <laughs> well, I mean, you can learn them over time, but I, I oh, will yeah, admit I that like my introductory experience with this was like I tried Sheena first and then I tried Ray. Yeah. And in both cases, I made it all the way to the I made it all the way to the boss of the first stage and then lost my last life. And I was like, I'm not going to use a continue on the first stage. and also i want to try out the characters yeah so i did that and and then i um, yeah so i tried i tried the two human characters and uh made it to the end of the stage without too much trouble like didn't make it through the stage but i made it to the end and then i tried fang and died on like the first screen like five (laughs) times in a row Yeah, and because... could not understand <laughs> what had changed and well, why it was so much different. When, when you got the new power up, it switched to it, and it was the one that you have to tap, and you're like, why am I not doing anything? What is happening? What, why, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, everyone's just running into me now. What is happening? It's payback time. <laughs> so that, like, if I put more time into using Fang, it probably would have been better. And I didn't get to see all of his weapons, which I regret, but I was not having a good time using him. So I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, Fang, uh, I I want, I think his weapons are far and away the most powerful. That I, makes sense, considering he has the biggest hitbox. Um, but that I would be, that would be that, a sensible trade-off. It would be, yeah. I liked playing as him when I was little because I thought he looked cool, but I yeah. never got very far with him. <laughs> He's a wolf man with sunglasses. Like, what, and, and well, a, what's not to like? And, and instead of a right arm, he's got... Well, his left arm is like a robot arm like Jack's, and his right arm is... Uh, a, is Barrett's. 
a Barrett machine. Yeah, and it's just yeah, he's he's just a cool guy. He's a, yeah. he's a cool dude. <laughs> oh my god! So there's the there's the sliding, there's the weapons, there's the different character mechanics. Mm -hmm. There's the changing the the stances so you can like sit still and stuff. But oh yeah, I was, forgot about that. Yeah, was that in? I don't remember. Was that in Contra Three? Okay, so Contra Three has a better version of it actually. Okay. Because just, it like, has hold trigger the shoulder buttons. button. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can just do that. That's way better. Yeah. And yeah, it like, honestly, I did not expect for this game to have a way to like sit it, for, still. Yeah. For for clarity, what we're talking about is the difference. The difference in old two uh, D shooters like this between. Um, if you want to shoot diagonally. Yeah. If you want to control the angle of your shot without moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where it locks your movement versus only so rather than just controlling the gun, uh, you're also controlling your person, which is kind of yeah. like the default state. And then you can lock your movement to make your gun move in all directions. Right. Um, so if you're shooting, you stop moving and the D-pad controls the movement of your aiming, but you stay stationary. Yes. Yeah. That's type two. In type one, you the D-pad controls your character's movement and your gun's movement at the same time. Yep. So, and so honestly, kinda... I found myself like you would think that it would be something where it's like, oh, you just, you know, you pick the one that you like best, mm -hmm. but you actually find yourself switching back and forth frequently because like there are some situations where you want one or the other. Yeah. I absolutely. found the stationary firing better for bosses and I found the, uh, the moving, the moving firing better for stage traversal because you can just run and shoot, but Whereas bosses are kind of just like you find your spot that's safe and then you just start firing <laughs> and you don't want to move from that spot because you're, you know, you're squeezing your your hurt box in between a couple of these projectiles. So it, it but the way that you have to do it is you have to beef. So you have three buttons because it's a Genesis controller. Yep. And one of them is jump and one of them shoot. The other one is the select button, which is actually the well, I had it mapped, I think, to the C button. But it's, mm -hmm. you know, whatever button you whatever buttons not jump and shoot is uh, is the select button. And if you hit that by itself, it is um, if you hit that button by itself, it is switching your weapon. Mm -hmm. If you have to press it while you are firing and if you press it while you're firing, then it will then it will change your um, your shooting style yeah. from like stationary to moving. Yeah, having a trigger button would have been really, really handy. It would have, because then you could have just like held it down when you wanted to stand still, which yeah. I think, which I'm pretty sure is how. Um, I think Contra Three actually has that and also a strafing function, which would have helped uh, in this game as well. Okay, so I think it's R. Um, so it's like if I remember correctly, and it's been a while, so I may be thinking, I may be complicating it and confusing it with something else, but. <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, I think the R button holds you in place so that you can shoot without moving and aim your gun in, in eight directions. Yeah. And I think the L button locks your gun in place and lets you move around. So if you want to, like, shoot straight up and hold the you shoot straight up and then you hold the L button and then you can move left and right still shooting straight up. Ah, OK, OK. So essentially strafing. Yeah. So I think Contra 3 has both of those. 
Uh, don't quote me on it because I don't remember it that well, but I remember it having both of those on buttons, which is great. The Genesis has three buttons, and so the way you have to switch between shot styles is you have to uh, you have to hit you have to be holding the the fire button down and then hit the select button, and that switches you between one and two. Because mm-hmm. if you hit the select button while you're not shooting, it just switches what weapon you're using. And that tripped me up a couple of times and wasn't great, but honestly, they've got three buttons and start. So that's about the best you could hope for. <laughs> and the mode button on top. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that might have helped, but I don't think that's meant for, I don't think the mode button is meant for gameplay. No. Yeah, I don't actually know what, I, I know on the Switch. I have no idea what it does. The, the mode button is what handles the going to the save state thing on the Switch controller. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of neat. So the so this game, there's there's like twenty something bosses I think across. Yeah, that sounds four great. different routes. Like Wait, main they, bosses, or are you including mini bosses in that as well? I guess there would be mini bosses. The mini bosses to me are those are big bosses and they count as main bosses. So like yeah, like there's just there's I'm a, totally fine counting those in the in the count of twenty. I thought you might like to know some of the names of the bosses. Oh, Just I like some of the bet you, ones. I bet you I will. So you want to know what the jungle boss was? The one that like the weird two circles that the, the orb boss with the, with the little like what wiggly wobbly legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing is that, that is, that is referred to as evil snowman. What? <laughs> do you want to, do you are you know? sure? Cause there's no snow involved in at all. Nope. Nope. And do you want to know, you know how Deadeye Joe climbs inside that weird, like, ball thing that then attaches itself to the ceiling and the floor and you have to, like, you have to do some weird traversing thing like an auto scroller and then you, at the end of it, he's like stuck to the top and the bottom and it does that weird rubber banding effect? Yes. Uh, so that thing is called Longhand Guy. <laughs> what? I'm not, and that's not even like a bad translation. In Japanese, it's like Rongu Hondo Guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the secret the secret exit uh, uh, ending is the where you go into like the, where you fight the, the battle the, arena with the with the weird like secret bosses yeah so the the first one you fight is the one that's supposed to be simon belmont and then masato shimon the the it's a famous vocalist in japan um i guess he sang the opening to Kamen rider and he has oh yeah okay he's he's i think he has the best-selling single and based on the Guinness Book of World Records, so I don't know. I looked okay. up a little bit, but didn't. And he, it was, the song was um, Oyogi Tai Taiyaki Taiyaki, right? The the swim Taiyaki is what the song is. Okay, I, I guess it was made. I don't know. Whatever it doesn't matter. That boss is <laughs> uh, Simondo Belmont, and then sure. after after that you fight the the one where it's like a demon has like a. Um, uh, I don't know, it's like a baby in a cradle or something like that, or not a cradle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that one. So that one's called Psycho Mother. And then the yeah, last no, boss. Okay. That checks out. <laughs> the, the last boss of this route is Huge Face. Yeah, no, I mean, it is that. <laughs> it's just a huge face. So there's, there's, some, there's some very goofy ones. And you remember the one that you said you thought looked like a Kappa? Yes. In the jungle? That is yeah. Kappa. Yeah, it's Meow Kappa. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so good, good, uh, good call. I did not catch that when i played it i mean that one looks more like a kappa than the orb robot looks like a snowman 
evil snowman, okay? <laughs> then the, I think my favorite one in the moment in this game where you were like, all right, <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore, was the gymnastic soldier team. <laughs> yeah! Okay, so they are gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, that is the gymnastic soldier team. That is the official name. <laughs> that was the best. Yo! One of the last bosses that I fought in this game was just a bunch of dudes who just like jumped into different configurations and then started shooting at me. They were like, a they, they like turned themselves into a wheel and started rolling yeah. by like grabbing onto each other's like hands and feet. <laughs> and like, I don't remember what's the middle one again. Is it the one where they were just like tall and walking back and forth and the guy was, no, that was the pyramid. I don't remember. Yeah, there was the, the pyramid, was. and then there. I think there was one where they. Just, oh, where they like, bend. Where they bend. Where where it does like a, a. Yeah, it's just a big tall tower, and they just do like <laughs> bendies back and forth. <laughs> it is such a joke, boss. And I'm it, so it was happy a slinky. It was, there. it was a slinky. Yes. <laughs> and then I fought Goku. <laughs> and you fought Goku. Yeah, that guy's just that ending. Shoot, which one is that? So that was the bad ending, I think. Uh, I mean, it didn't seem that bad. Well, no, but you surrendered, and I don't know. Oh yeah, something else. Ha like it was a sad ending for like you didn't get the the justice ending for uh for for Dead Eye Joe. Dead Eye Joe just gets squished. He by yeah, it just gets Bahamut. smashed because he's like, I don't need weaklings like he you. dies either way. It just yeah, it's one just a question of combat. who does it. One's in glorious combat, okay, and it's by his own free will. Except he does let you out of the train in that one. That's kind of hilarious. Where he like you you you, you surrender and so gives in, you a gun. You're in prison. You're in on the train prison, and then Dead Eye Joe breaks you out. And he's like, "Don't think I'm doing this because I care. I just I want to be the one to kill you." He just Vegeta's you. He out absolutely of the train. Vegeta's you. <laughs> and and then what about the okay? And and we I love that. So when you were streaming it and you got to the boss where it's like the three robots and they fuse together in various formations, yes. everyone just agreed that it was one of these people's <laughs> like it was in their middle school, their childhood sketchbook. And they're like, yeah, this would be really cool. Yeah, I, it's, it's <laughs> like the whole game just feels like a bunch of a bunch of nerds just like <laughs> doing their. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if. And then just they got to go make a video game about all of their dumb nerd shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's great. All it's... of the dumb idea, like all of the dumb ideas that they had, all of the like, hey, wouldn't this be sick? <laughs> like they just got to go and make that. <laughs> and it just makes me really sad because... Konami used to have so much heart and so much soul where people could just go in and just make something that they thought was cool because they thought it was cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what this game is. That's really what summarizes this game, right? It's, it's just people having fun making a video game that they're like, this will be really awesome. Players are going to get a kick out of this. Oh, yeah. man, what if what if <laughs> what if we have them fight? Uh you know, transforming robots or just how about we just have a weird stage where a giant robot's running at you. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's just a good, this time. giant robot is going to try to attack a train and you're on the train. <laughs> yeah. That one, that this is a bunch. Here's a bunch of soldiers that just come out. You can almost hear them doing the like, hup, 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 oh, hup, yeah, hup. absolutely. <laughs> you totally can. Well, they're just like jumping onto the, they're just like jumping onto the pyramid. 
like, how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know what happened. We're like, well, we need a transition. Oh, man, what if we had a gymnastics team? Yeah, <laughs> and gymnastics then, soldier team. And it makes Literally. it better. It makes it better that the big bad guy's like, oh, I can't believe you got past them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they tra- right. It's like, it's not even so just a random thing that happens. It's like no. the penultimate boss of the game. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, they trained so hard. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> what a like it's a, not even like some random thing that happens in like stage three. Yeah, where where no it one is like it, it is in the last level of the game. It's right before what you would assume is the final boss until you realize you have to fight the alien on a rocket ship because of course. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that is a constant with with Contra, it is like at some point you will ride a missile. Yes. This is, this is not, this is non-optional. So the only other thing left to talk about, how, how did you feel about the music? It's good. Let me, let me, let me share with it's you my very favorite, good. my favorite tune, my favorite track from this, from this game here. Here's my favorite track from this game. Okay. It, like, do you have anything else to say about Contra Hardcore? Um, no, but no, but check check out the link real quick. So you, so you, you I want you to because I was gonna say if you don't, then for the listeners at home also, here is Tom's favorite track from this game. Oh, I don't know if that's gonna work because it's gonna add an extra hour to the podcast. What? The but the best track in this game is all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? I just I well I, done. I, you I, got I just heckin', I heckin' love this soundtrack. <laughs> It is. I'm going to have to go through. I'm going to have to go like listen through on each of the uh, to each of the uh, The stages because it's honestly going to be difficult for me to pick one. Dude. So I was that's what I was. The reason I even bring it up like this is that I was like, oh, let me let me look and see which song. Because at first it was the I I love the Simon 1994 RD, which is the weird vampire. Yeah. 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 Out of context, that song's obnoxious. So it's. It's not really that great as a representation of Contra hardcore. It's hilarious and you should look it up. But um, so I was like, oh, let me see. And I started clicking through the songs and every time I'd click a new song, I'd be like, oh, this is a good one. Oh, no, this is the one. Oh, no, maybe it will be this one. And then you get to the end. And I'm like, God, which one did I like the best? Oh, crap. <laughs> I don't even know. There's a few that are definitely weaker than others, but there's a bunch that are just so much fun for the for the. So I there's always two tracks that play in on every podcast. Yeah. Um. And the first one only plays for like 15 or 20 seconds, depending on what it is. And I try to uh, I try to make that one that's like, you know, sort either like one of the opening themes or something that's like recognizable from the beginning of the game, like the first level theme or something like that, because I want it to be something that gets people excited about like, oh, yeah, I remember this game. This I want it to be something that gives people a sense of nostalgia. Yeah, it makes sense. And then the ending theme is something where it's like, this is a really good track from the, from the game. And I want you to hear all of it because I'm (laughs) just going to let it, I'm just going to let the whole thing play until it's done. I I don't know which of those is which in this case, (laughs) the spirit of there's one that's called like a spirit of Bushi, which I think played during some of the boss fight. That one's really fun. There's a song called last Springsteen. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just a good time. This is this is one of those examples of hey, do you want to hear a Genesis soundtrack at its peak? Check this out. Yeah, it's I. Yeah, yeah that's I one know. thing that that really stands out to me too. And um, I felt the same way about Shinobi Three. 
yeah. is like the these are games where like the Genesis sound chip has limitations, severe limitations. Mm-hmm. And it does a certain type. It does a couple of certain types of music really well. well. And any attempt to go outside of that just doesn't land. Yeah. It just, it just cannot make the sounds that it needs to make to, you know, to replicate like an orchestral soundtrack. It's not for that. This game knows, <laughs> no. like, the composer of this game knows what the Genesis is capable of and wrote a soundtrack for that. So there were, there is the main composer, Hiroshi Kobayashi, who mm-hmm. I don't, he doesn't look like he's done that much else, but then there was five other people that helped. So this was okay. like, there were, there were a lot of like, they, they, that explains a lot because there's actually a lot of variance in the soundtrack. It, yeah, exactly. And, and I think it says a lot about what Konami was letting people do with a friend like it was like yeah sure you can you can use more people if you want to if you have yeah. a thing you want to do or there's people that want to be involved like you got a buddy to... who wants to put their song in the game cool <laughs> like shout out to to nice guy and bike man um... man those credits though <laughs> seeing the credits say like nice guy and bike man and um there help was man. one other in there help that man. I can't help man yeah help man <laughs> help help man it's actually or, or was funny... it help guy I think it was man might have been guy, but he that one was great because I looked him up and he was a primarily like a programmer at the other stuff that he worked on. I was like, yeah, okay, help man or help guy that fits. Yep, <laughs> help us with programming, please. <laughs> you know who like like it's like Yuji Naka at uh, at Sega, mm-hmm. who like stepped into every Sega project and was like, y'all y'all don't know how to program this, huh? Don't worry, <laughs> yeah. I got this. I got. I'm this, your yeah. help guy. I'm the help guy. <laughs> Because there's so many projects at Sega that Yuji Naka just stepped into. It was like, yeah, I know how to do this. Yeah. Step aside. I'm the help man. I'm the help man. So Seeing yeah. that while I was in the midst of the joke ending where it's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because it was the first one you saw. Yeah, it was the first one that I saw. And it's just like <laughs> Sheena becoming king of the apes. <laughs> Oops, we went back in time. <laughs> Oops, we went back in time and, pro- and like, became the progenitors of the human species because I had sex with all of these monkeys. Sure. That is, like, that absolutely, can we agree that is absolutely the implication of what's happening? I think so, yeah. Like, I, I don't think there's any doubt. You're sitting on a throne next to a, 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 monkey, a monkey with lipstick and a bow. Which is hilarious because there is only one of the characters that is an actual human male. Yeah. Out of four. <laughs> yep. Yeah, one's a robot, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, man. This game's weird and great. Play Contra Hardcore. Yeah, please. I, there was... Shoot, there was one other thing I wanted to say, but it, it's just... I think it's... I think it's lost. It's lost the time. There's <laughs> so much. That, like, there, there's no... There's no end to it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. It's right there. I was just thinking about it, and I couldn't stop thinking about the goofy ending. Um, Did it have to do with music? Uh, I think it's. I might be. It might just be lost. Maybe. Maybe you'll get a taste of it next next, next episode week. if I remember it. But otherwise, I I cannot recommend playing this game enough. I I had. Yeah, so we're much starting fun strong. This is this is two like hard recommends. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shinobi Three, awesome. Contra Hardcore amazing like these are these are and the weird thing about it is i've gone so long not really seeing like 
what I would consider, like, I've played all these games that are supposed to be like the top end of the Genesis library and all the stuff that gets included in the, in the collections and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I come away with it like that's pretty good, but like, I would not put these games among my favorites from this era. They're just pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and heck now all it. of a sudden they're just like barreling in after like 20, 25 years of like playing Genesis games and being like, yeah, I mean, it's all right, but I like my SNES games better. <laughs> and like now all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, this is what you guys were. This is what you were up to. And this and, is why everyone loves this thing. And and Musha, Musha was good too. Yeah, it was. We had, I mean, Sonic 3. Musha I, I actually... was more in the like, this is pretty good, but also just okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. It was in the pretty. Good, like it didn't not, blow not, me away. No, but no, like no. Shinobi Three and Contra Hardcore have blown me away. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, once again, thank you, dear listener. You, you make, uh, you, you help encourage us to continue to find games to play every week. And yes, I don't know. Thanks we got to, to play Contra Hardcore. <laughs> thanks to you rad. guys listening to this podcast. Like we are just discovering stuff that we either didn't play or hadn't played in a while or never finished and just like had like discovering experiences like this that we just wouldn't have had otherwise <laughs> it's all because disc- of you literally discovering a game i own <laughs> yes you know and what it's hard to do oh man yeah when you own a lot of games it's hard to it's hard to like pick one out you know so especially when yes. you've owned it for 20 years especially when you have <laughs> Man, I got, I don't know. We, it's, I, I just like this game a lot. And let's, that's, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you like it because this game is like very much in your wheelhouse, in your wheelhouse of like dumb 80s action. Cause I Absolutely. know you're into that. True, true. Yeah, this screams, this screams dumb 80s action without a doubt. Early 90s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. That, For sure. that is a hundred percent my vibe. That That is, that is completely your aesthetic. It is less so mine. But it's so dumb that I'm like, no, I'm into it. I cannot believe how many times while I was playing it was I like, I cannot believe this. You, I can't you believe how stupid this is. You said at least I want to say at least twice. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a game. Yes. <laughs> but like in that positive dumb way. Not yeah, like, no, like the, the, the way that you call something dumb with a big dumb smile on your face because you're yeah, having I mean, a great time with it. What, 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 what more can you say when there's a gymnastics team forming in front of you and you're like, this is cause you, you know, what's that happening is in before fact, when I said, this is the dumbest game I've ever played. When there was a, when there was a, a, 15 person pyramid <laughs> with one dude at the top that was shooting at me just kind of like wibble wobbling back and forth walking towards me <laughs> and that was the boss on the last <laughs> stage of the game and i was like i cannot believe this <laughs> this is the dumbest and the best and i love it it the, the game even has the the cheesy character like sound bits for when you pick them. Like, it's not just like a sound effect. It's like, you know, some awful, uh, <laughs> a person that, that recorded whatever they were saying and then dumped into the Genesis sound. Oh like, yeah. Or, like, like let's party bit crushed to hell. <laughs> yeah. Locked and loaded. It's let's like, rock. 
what a what a what a fantastic experience. I hope everyone didn't didn't actually while you were streaming someone they were watching and they was like, Oh, hold on, I'll be right back. I've got to check eBay for something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's uh I, I I think it was Ellipsis who has been like actually going through an old backlog and is like, Oh cool, Contra, I just finished playing Super C. And then like Im- I think immediately after that was the was the gymnastics team. And yeah, he was like, was. Hold up. <laughs> hold up, I gotta go check eBay real quick. <laughs> And I was oh, like, yes. yeah, you go check eBay. <laughs> don't pay, scal- right. don't pay scalper prices. But like, yeah, hey, you, like you I will, I will on be a... on the lookout for like, I haven't been to a used game store to buy like old games like that in a long time. Oh yeah. And yeah. I probably won't be for a while. Cause like, you know, space is a thing. And also I'm not really going out to a lot of co- uh, a lot of, a lot of, COVID a lot of COVID places, places right now. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, like eventually, I will. I will get out to another. I will get out to another game store, and I will be on the lookout for if I can pick up Contra Hardcore for a reasonable price. Because like that's worth that's worth having. I, I should say that I played it on the Switch online service. If I didn't, and it was great. I didn't have any problems. I don't know if people. I don't know if there's been emulation issues for some folks and stuff. But I. I I've heard there have been some issues, but like I don't really. I haven't really. I've heard that the emulation issues have been more on the N64 side of things. Yeah, I haven't heard much about the Genesis, but well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I, I haven't been paying that much attention to it. So you can you can you can party right now. You can, yeah. you can hardcore party right right this second. 